0: What's going on, Phil and family? Before we get started, I want to talk to you about something, and that's Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Hold on, let me explain. First, it's free. There's creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more places. And you can also make money from your podcast. I know that's the part. That's the part that everyone's gonna like. You can make money with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Let's get to the show.
1: Hold it, 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 the the um, the original. Conception of what a film is and where it's to be seen has now changed so radically that we may have to say, okay, let's say uh, there's a certain kind of film that's made here. Uh, one thing we, one thing that will never, um, uh, uh, something that that should always be protected as much as possible, and I think will always be there, is a communal experience. No, nothing can get a green light unless it's a. A, a movie that they could, can have a whole series of them and pretty much a
0: you know a, a, a Marvel comics uh, you know type of uh, and basically. alright ladies and gentlemen it is the film bros we're back and I know it's only been a week since our last release and we said we were going to be a bi-weekly podcast but we found out a way to get you, get you guys an episode each and every week so this is the first episode of JB what are we calling these episodes? <laughs> we're, we're, we're working on the name but so what we're going to do to get you guys content each and every week we're going to be delivering shorter news episodes in between our four review episodes and sometimes you may even throw in a short review of a retro movie or two in there but you're going to get content each and every week but this week we are here to do the news i'm your host ceo hayes and i have my brother in the building mr jb the prodigal one himself what's going on jb
1: what's going on bro ready to talk some news and uh yeah like ceo hey said we originally figured that um you know we do a bi-weekly podcast but obviously we love doing this shit so much we just can't 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 keep away so yeah we're gonna be doing these these little mini if you want to call that bi-weekly
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely so uh we got a couple of bits of news going on so we're gonna start with the top and this one's kind of been dominating uh news headlines all all around so uh it initially started with a comment from martin scorsese in which he said that marvel movies weren't cinema now that was a quote out of a much larger thing that was taken uh so it wasn't really much context people kind of took it and ran with it he doubled down on it a couple uh, like a week later um basically saying how he he really didn't like the marvel movies he tried to watch them Francis Ford Coppola just a couple days ago kind of backed him up and said the Marvel movies weren't movies. Now JB, I know like, I know science fiction isn't your thing. I know these Marvel movies, you, you kind of like some, you kind of don't like some, and that that's fine. Um, but we are both, we both love film. So when you look at it as saying Marvel movies, aren't cinema, or they aren't film. What do you think about that?
1: So here's my thing. I'm not as big of a fan as people like, for example, yourself, uh, you know some of our friends, Bello, Gerald Cooper, et cetera, who are really into the comic book thing. That the the movies that's never been me. Again, I love Iron Man, I love Black Panther. There's a lot of them I, I can pinpoint. Have I watched every one of them? No. Are they cinema? Of course, they're cinema. Just like anything in life, there's different variations. Mm-hmm. There's different different genres, different categories, and this is just one different category. Now, I will say. I don't want anyone shitting on my man, Martin Scorsese, because that's my <laughs> number one director of all time. Yeah, I yeah. mean, no matter what anyone says, you could say he's old and senile, but he, when it comes to directing, this man is is one of the top, if not the top, in my opinion, the top. So I understand where he's coming from, and it kind of reminds me, and, and we, you said last episode that you know we're wrestling fans, so I want to kind of incorporate this a little bit. Me and myself, I like I prefer the old school wrestling versus the new style wrestling. That's just me, and there's a lot of people like me. And I think Scorsese is the same concept. He likes that old type of film versus this new stuff with the you know the Avengers End Game and all these newer type of Marvel movies. It's not what he's used to. The slow. You remember he did things like Taxi Driver and stuff like that. Yeah. Totally different.
0: Well, I think too that yeah, and you make a great point. But when you look at like the type of films Scorsese and Coppola make, they make art. And I would never say that Marvel movies are necessarily that same artful level as what he does. They have some great scenes, some great concepts in it that, that kind of push some of those films up some. We just had Joker release, which is nothing like any other comic book movie. And it de- it definitely is inspired by Scorsese's movies with Taxi Driver. Um so to him to say it's not cinema, I think just shows like what he maybe looks for. And he and, you know, to kind of flesh it out more, he said that, you know, when people come to see Marvel movies, it's more like a theme park. It's like an attraction. And that's 100 percent right. But it's still cinema. There's still when you look at like some of the character arts and yes, the main thing with Marvel movies aren't huge character arts. It's, it's, it's more about the action, it's how you get to them. But they do have like the story of Captain America, where you look at it and how he's evolved over those films. That's cinema. That's film. When you look at Infinity War and what they did with Thanos, there, telling the story, not just making him an evil like mustache twirling villain. It still is cinema. There's a lot of room in it, and so you making the comparison to wrestling is fine. And you know, just to make a different comparison, I'm a hip hop head on top of being a wrestling same fan. Same thing. I, I would never compare what like a common, a Talib Kweli and Outcast does to some to the Migos, for example. Like there, it's not the same but it's still rap. It's just different variations and as we as music as any type of medium grows, it leaves more area for people find different lanes and different ways to deliver deliver films to us. Fuck, motion pictures started off as silent films. So imagine what somebody who made movies back then would look at with now with like these loud over the top action scenes and like the Manco Bay films, like they would look at it and be like this this isn't the same. But that's fine. And I think that that's that that's the biggest thing to point out here is that it's fine to be on the the huge spectrum of film. We don't have to shit on the other the other types of it. Um, And that's just my problem. You would think with somebody like a Scorsese would understand that there's different variations of it. But at the same time, he is an old man. He's still a great director. And so if you sit anybody in his age and like watch these bright ass, loud ass movies, he's probably like, look, come on, man.
1: Exactly. And I mean, you brought up art and I, I, I humbly disagree with you saying, and you're more of a, of a Marvel and a DC and a, a head than I am. But I, I think art, anything is art really. Art yeah, is true. subjective. Art is super subjective. So it, what might not be art to you and me might be art to somebody else. So I mean, really anything can be art. And again, Scorsese, he, he has his own taste of things that he likes. But like you said, there's so many different lanes, so many different variations. And you can't say that Marvel is not appealing or or comic these comic book movies aren't appealing. They're making billions, billions. of yeah. dollars, not millions, but billions. Um, so there is something there, and it's going to be there for a very long time because it's successful. Yeah,
0: and and, and I think too we lose out. Just I just want to add this on before we move to the next one is that the Mar- the films like Martin Scorsese makes, even films like The Joker, children aren't really going to get that. Marvel movies are for everyone. And in creating something that anyone can go see, you have to lose some of the the depth that a Scorsese movie would have. So it makes sense. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, I just have a quick list here. I mean... Scorsese has made things like Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, Goodfellas, Casino, Departed, Shutter Island, Wolf of Wall Street. These are movies that are super cerebral, which is basically what you just said. Huge character developments. They're not movies where it's just tons of actions and no story. Um, it's a lot of depth to these movies. And also, if you look at the movies, you have to say, he likes to use the same leading guys. He loves Leonardo DiCaprio. He loves Robert De Niro. He loves Pacino. These are the guys that he uses a lot in his different movies. So, Again, he has his way. I don't know where the heck, um, what's his name, where uh, Francis Ford Coppola came out of with this whole thing. I know he's trying to back up his dude and everything, and and also he's not he's not anyone shy to this. I mean, he did uh, the Godfather trilogy. You know, he's done some noteworthy things as well. So he knows what he's talking about. But the one thing these two guys have in common—they're older guys from, I think, that old school way of thinking. Um, and I, I agree with them to a certain extent, but. If we're comparing, I think the new school movies, when it comes to cinematography, when it comes to soundtrack, mm-hmm. cannot versus back then. Now is a million times better yeah. versus back then. A million times. What do you think?
0: I, no, I agree. I agree, and that that's, that and some of that just comes with the time. Like, there's going to be certain things that you weren't able to do back then that are just better now off the fact of technology getting better, ease of access to it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that that just makes sense. So it it all evolves. And sometimes some of us in, in our mediums don't evolve or don't evolve very well with it. And that's why I made the comparison to hip hop. I hate. Some of this new music, but my kids love it. And for me to say, oh, that's not real music. They'll be looking at me like, what do you mean? So
1: because your dad probably was saying when you was listening to, you know, outcast back in the day your dad was probably like what the hell are you listening
0: to exactly exactly good point
1: and and your kids kids i mean your kids will be asking their kids what the hell are you listening (laughs) to no
0: telling what the fuck they're listening to at that point it's gonna be like pudding tang where they just people just get on the mic and just (laughs) i
1: know know. god knows what it'd be like 20 years
0: from now all right let's move into the next topic so we got uh and we do, I just mentioned Jared uh, Joker a little bit, but it came out that Jared Leto tried to stop the Joker movie from happening. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Jared Leto played Joker in the Suicide Squad. Um, he was supposed to play the Joker in more movies, but the whole DC universe kind of broke down. Ben Affleck left. We don't know what's going on with Joker with the new Robert Patterson, uh, the Batman movie that's coming out. But Jared Leto, I guess, was feeling kind of salty that he was the Joker and not getting to be in this movie used uh, i think his agent and then his agent had connections at wb they try to go through some back channels to stop the joker from happening i'm glad that this didn't happen but what i will say this is as much as joker i loved it and joaquin phoenix did an amazing job when you look at some of the films jared leto was in he could have done something i don't think he would have he's not a method actor like like joaquin phoenix but jared leto has pulled off some very complex characters so i can understand if if by some chance he got the script and you're sitting there, and you're an actor, and you know you can act your ass off, I would be like, hey, I can do this shit. I'm Joker now. Why cast somebody else? But I'm glad with what the way that the Joker film, I could just understand him as an actor, maybe seeing it or hearing what they're doing with that film and thinking, why not just cast me? What do you think?
1: Well, I'll preface this by saying I feel Jared Leto is an absolute talented actor. Mm -hmm. However, when it comes to Joker, he's not number one. He's not number six. That's Heath Ledger. He's not number two. That's Joaquin Phoenix. He's not even number three. That's Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the Joker character, he's not even in the conversation. I I, I think it's not even close. Um, and I, Honestly, if we're, if we're really talking here as a whole, Warner Brothers didn't even really want this project in the first place. Exactly. I mean, they purposefully gave... Um, uh, Todd Phillips Close. a low budget fifty five million. I know fifty five million is a lot of money to us, but for a film budget, it's crap. They give him fifty five million budget, thinking like either A he's not gonna want to take the job, or B it'll just be like a flop. <laughs> Little did they know that a couple weeks later, they're they're approaching three quarters of a billion dollars. By the time it's all said and done, they're gonna break the billion dollar mark. Yeah. They would have never figured that out. Was this Lido to play this role? I don't believe they would have had this much success because Joaquin Phoenix this movie, what a lot of movies are successful because of the story not only was this movie successful because of the story but it was because of Joaquin Phoenix's uh, job and his acting and his performance and I, I honestly believe he's going to at the very least be nominated for an Oscar oh, with yeah. his performance, hundred percent. Um So yeah, I mean, now when it comes to Lido, I can understand where he's coming from because, you know, he did the character and he thought he, uh, he was told that, you know, he would be part of like a, a singular Joker movie. And actually, if you think about it on Suicide Squad, I didn't even realize this, but just doing the research, he was only in about 10 to 15 minutes of the Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. Apparently they cut a lot of his, 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 parts from yeah for whatever reason so at the end of the day maybe he's a little salty i can understand where he's coming from with that saltiness but i'm glad things pan out the way they did
0: and it's funny you mentioned how jared leto only had like 10 to 15 minutes of that movie you know what's interesting and you probably okay. and i i in, in getting ready for this topic i looked this up um or just came across it. i didn't look this up specifically heath ledger in the dark knight 16 minutes really that's all the screen time he has is 16 minutes Well, I'm gonna tell you that's the best freaking 16 minutes in the history of film. That's what I'm saying. And think and so looking again, I'm only trying to look at it not only, but I'm trying to give some perspective from Jared Leto's part. So when even with the 16 minutes being that he was in that movie, in his mind, Heath Ledger only had 16 minutes. So why 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 can't why can't it be me? Why can't I get a chance to do this whole film? And I think. I, and I don't want to shit on Leto as an actor because he's a great actor. But that version of Joker was not written well at all. The script didn't do him any justice. So with that being said, too, he probably wanted to have a, another crack at it. And I can't blame him for that. But this this movie is completely separate from everything. And I think Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix needed this role. He needed to be the Joker in this case. He is going to win the Oscar. I'm calling it right now. But – and – I would say this. I know you said Heath Ledger's number one. And I would say from impact, and it, when we think the history of Joker, that's always going to be the one that comes number one. But he didn't have to carry that whole movie. The fact that Joaquin Phoenix had to carry a whole—like, he was in every scene of that movie. That should let you know just how important that was and look at the impact that he's had, so—
1: yeah, I, I can 100% give you that because, like you said, Phoenix had to go through the whole movie. Whereas I'm still blown away the fact that Ledger was only in that movie for 60 minutes, but it was an impactful 60 minutes. I mean, every he made every that just goes to show he made every minute of those 60 minutes count. Whereas Leto wasn't the same. And again, I'm not sh- like you said. We're not shitting on him. It's just that it's two things. Also. In the Suicide Squad, I don't think anyone was actually prepared to see that sort of Joker. Yeah. Because we, we've seen so many Jokers, even going back to, like, the original Joker. I don't even know what the hell the guy's name was. The original Joker from the original Batman when Adam West was Batman. And all the Jokers we've seen then, all the different variations, were not, was not even close to this. This was out of left field. So I, I did enjoy that take on it, but it was it was still kind of weird and different to see. And, I, and now when you compare that to... Leisures joker
0: and phoenix's joker there's no place yeah so i mean and and i hope i know they talked about getting a sequel done um well he uh joaquin phoenix has said that he's interested in doing a sequel i don't know if they're going to do it or not but if this movie makes a billion dollars and i know he wasn't supposed to be the new joker in like the dc universe overall you would think that they're going to have to try to find a way to roll him in
1: well leto has already said he's done with joker yeah. um they're going they're going to need a joker for suicide squad 2 they're going to need a, a joker um well i'm assuming they're going to need a joker because isn't harley quinn coming on with the movie as well yeah. Mar- uh, Mar- yeah, she's, in,
0: she's in the birds of prey movie
1: it, it, is that already filmed
0: yeah it's filmed it's done they, it comes out okay. yeah next year sometime it,
1: suicide squad 2 is filmed already as well
0: no they're filming it they just started filming it i believe
1: so have, they haven't given any work. I'm sure he, Joaquin Phoenix is going to be casted as Joker. Well, no, so Joker is no? not
0: in Suicide Squad 2. The director, James Gunn, already said the Joker is not in it just because the story didn't need him. So Joker, the Joker character is not in that one.
1: Well, if I, I'm going to but just bold prediction. If there ever is another Joker in any of these movies, I guarantee Joaquin Phoenix gets the first call. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. let's we'll see if yeah, he turns see. it down or not. But uh there you go. No um, way.
1: This, this revived-I I think this revived his career. Honestly. Thing, I mean, Wa- where Joaquin was Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix before this?
0: I mean, he's he was in her not too long ago. That was a few years ago, I guess, at this point. He doesn't he just doesn't do a lot of movies, but every time he does do a True. movie, it's a great role. Um, I can't think the last time he had like a, a role nobody cared about. But um, even with that said, but Joaquin Phoenix is an actor. He doesn't really do like the action movies. so I mean, I hope that he's in it. I would love to see. A, oh, a detective story told with Batman, like not even like Suicide Squad, him and Batman, and you see him very little in it. And Batman's doing the detective thing of trying to figure out who's committing these crimes or whatever, and it leads him to Joker. I think that would be a great way to tell the story and make it more artful. But I don't know if they're gonna do that. That's a huge risk to take with Batman. So
1: well, I also read that he's kind of shying away from from you know Marvel's whole
0: mcu and they thing
1: they want to just do one-offs and you know sequels and and we saw it in joker there's nothing wrong with that it still makes for an amazing movie it's a different type of thing than marvel marvel's doing the more action and, and fighting scenes and all that and they're doing the more you know psychological and with story arcs and character development and i'm all for that yeah, give me yeah. more of that
0: all right well we're gonna move on to the next topic and so this next one sam Raimi. Who is a you? I would say he's one of the classic horror film directors, don't you think?
1: Absolutely, yeah,
0: absolutely. So he's returning to horror after after ten years. The last time he directed a horror movie, I think it was From Hell, or something Hell. Can't remember. Drag, me, drag me to hell. Drag me to hell. There you go. It was yeah. Drag me to hell. Um, and he's directing a movie that's described as being a mix between Castaway and Misery. And what I would say right there, just with that that mix, that seems like a great movie. Because when you think about Castaway and what, like, that character had to go through being secluded at, as that long and the transformation the body went through. And when you mix it with Misery, which is a psychological thriller, I'm all for this. And the Sam Raimi. I'm all fucking for this. What do you think, JB?
1: hundred percent. First of all, Castaway is probably my, one of my top ten movies. I'm a, for those who don't know, my favorite actor of all time is Tom Hanks. So I'm looking at Castaway. I'm looking at Misery. I'm thinking this is going to be some sort of isolation. And the viewer is going to be extremely uncomfortable in a lot of the movie because that's what like misery was so I- I'm definitely de- and the fact that it's you know Sam Raimi's being behind it I'm definitely looking forward to this yeah
0: yeah just sign me up like anything Sam Raimi does yeah. sign me up I would have to see it and hate it for me to not well i'll still see i'll just say i'll never see it again there's zero chance of me not seeing a sam raimi movie
1: yeah i mean the guy did the original evil dead one and two i mean like you said he, he Drag me to hell so he he has good resume i mean a, a, a slew of other movies he's done produced written directed etc so uh, and you know he's been gone for what 10 years now or so so i'm definitely excited to see where this goes and i want to see also what kind of cast they're gonna have
0: yeah yeah that'd be interesting it's cast leonardo dicaprio i'd love to see leonardo on something like that yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> well we're, uh next we got uh ghostbusters 2020 finishes filming and this is actually technically ghostbusters 3 this is a sequel to the original with a lot of the cast and characters coming back i believe this is what has been described is their children are going to be kind of oh, really? the focus on this i believe that's that's Nothing's for certain they haven't really come out with any for sure details from the studio but that's kind of what's been rumored. What do you think about this? I love Ghostbusters back in the day so.
1: Bro, the the amount of love I have for the Ghostbusters and the amount of it reminds me so much of my childhood. I used to watch the cartoons. I had Ghostbusters lunchbox. I had Ghostbusters everything and I'm just going to tell a really quick story. When I was between the ages of uh I would say maybe 3 to 6 I had a babysitter. It was a girl that was living in our apartment building. Um, one of my parents' friends' daughters, she would babysit me every day while my mom and dad went to work. And at the time, we didn't have a VCR, but we had, for, and this is the old school people are going to know this, older, the older generation, we had a Betamax. You know what that is?
0: Oh, Jesus. Really?
1: Right. Yeah, we, we didn't have a VCR. We had Betamax. And one of my favorite cassette, or Betamax, whatever you want to call it, was Ghostbusters 1. And I would want to put this thing on every day. And she would put it on. And then there would be some days that she didn't want to put it on. Cause she wanted to see like her soap operas or whatever the hell she wanted to see. I would literally go behind her back. I would call my mom <laughs> at her job, pull her away from her job and say, mom, i want to see ghostbusters she's not letting me see it she would say oh put her on the phone and i would be like just, just put it on for him every single day i watched that movie and i was a huge fan of ghostbusters one and two i was so sad when they came out with the the newer ghostbusters nothing against women and all that but it just wasn't the same I, I didn't even watch it to be honest i wasn't i wasn't hyped to watch it this i'm definitely hyped to watch they're bringing back a lot of the same characters i think outside of um Rick Moranis' character, and uh, the character who plays Egon, which is Harold uh, Ramis, I believe. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is coming back.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm I can't wait to see what they do with it. That first trailer drops. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, this next one we got a little bit more controversy. Netflix was sued over a film called The Laundromat, and so for anyone who kind of doesn't isn't aware of this, this film is actually um, a true story based off a true story. Uh, it was directed by Steven Soderbergh, who him doing something exclusively for Netflix is, is almost huge. But this this film is about a law firm. Uh, the, it's a Panamanian law firm and they laundered money, laundered money for a lot of American owned um Illegal businesses. And so this whole thing broke down. And so the brothers that were I don't know if they're brothers, but the partners who were in this try to get an injunction to stop uh, the movie from happening, saying that they painted them in a bad light. Um, so this film for me and I watched I actually watched it last night is was a great watch to kind of see how the legal system can be used in a negative way and I think that's the message of the film Meryl Streep's in this Antonio Banderas is in this Gary Oldman isn't like they have a great cast in this movie um Sharon Stone as you said well, when we were talking beforehand and all I can say is that anyone you need to watch this movie because it's just great and they put it they put a comical spin on it and I and I that's Soderbergh style but it's a very good Good message in the movie as well, but the fact that they tried to sue Netflix, Netflix actually won it, so that's why they were able to come out with it this past Friday. Um, so that, that that didn't go through, whatever the judges found it, and Netflix is. Uh, and what's the word I'm looking for? On their behalf, like it, it was in their favor. So I'm glad that this movie happened. But what do you think about this, JP?
1: Yeah, I mean, just based on the cast of characters, I, I definitely want to watch it. I almost watched it today, actually, and I didn't. But um, I will definitely watch it before the week is over. Um, anything to do with, like, sort of financials, like, uh, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I think uh, The Big Short was another one. Um, Boiler Room, these, like, financial type of movies, I, I really, really enjoy watching them. And the fact that this is going to have a, a comedic twist to it and the fact that it's based on a true story with that, that cast of characters absolutely i'll be giving it a watch yeah
0: well there you go uh nothing too deep on that one so this last news topic that we have before we send you guys home robert zemeckis who actually directed back to the future i don't know about two i know he did one did he do one and two do you know all three he did all three. Oh, okay so robert zemeckis who did the back, back to the future um is in talks to direct a live action pinocchio movie now, we know Disney's doing all these remakes of their classics, all these live-action remakes, which, honestly, when you think about it, it's been like 50 I think it, honestly, maybe more misses than hits, in my opinion, on these live-action movies. The, my kids seem to still love them, so that may just be me doing my Scorsese thing. But uh, so I just feel like the animated ones are classics, and not every classic needs to be remade. And you actually lose something sometimes when you do a live-action, in my opinion. But what do you think, JB? I
1: mean, I'm probably going to get a shit ton of hate for this, but, like... For example, Lion King is probably my number one or number two favorite Disney movie. And the live action sucked. I, I, just being honest, the live action sucked. Um, Aladdin was pretty good. Um, you know, like you said, they've basically been hit and miss. Honestly, when you came up with this topic for us to talk about this, it might not like, who gives a shit about Pinocchio? Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit that it's live action? But here's what made me realize and say, oh, wow, hold on. I'm all in on this. The moment I saw Robert Zemeckis' name next to it, I'm like, hold up. I mean this is a guy that did back to the future, all three of them. He did we spoke about Casper earlier. He you know, he did work on that. He did work on Forrest Gump, which is one of my top tens. Mm. So he is extremely talented, so I would love to see his take on it. And with him behind it, I'm I'm 100 confident that this would act, this is going to turn out to be something good. The the, the final project is going to be something good. I know they were trying to get Tom Hanks. Guy, like I said, I'm a big mm. Tom Hanks fan to play um what's Pinocchio the guy that Geppetto? made Pinocchio. Yes, they were trying to get him to do Geppetto, but Tom Hanks um turned the role, role down. Unfortunately, oh, damn,
0: it's it's gonna like like I said. So I love the Jungle Book live action remake. Lion King, okay. I uh, didn't live up to the animated version. Um, Aladdin, I guess it was good. And Dumbo, I didn't. I, but I just don't like Dumbo as a movie. So that, like, I, I just don't like Dumbo. Um, so that didn't work for me in live action either. Mulan's coming up. Now this is coming up. We actually have Lady in the Tramp which is coming to Disney Plus um which I'm excited to see that, but you know these live action ones have been okay. Um but like you said this is the director. As of right now, you got Robert Zemeckis who Back to the Future 1 and 2, don't really care for 3 that much. Are two of my they're on my top 20 list. I'll have to figure yes. out where there is, but both of those are on my top 20 list. So the fact that you got him involved, and he really doesn't do much. direct. Like I don't know what, what the last film he did was. I'd have to look it up. But so to get him to come back, if they get sign him on, it makes me think that he really has an interesting take on it. And so I'd be like, anytime you get a director who doesn't, you know, those directors who have a movie coming out every year, every couple of years, you see that you know maybe it's not not every po- project they do is a passion project. When you have a director who really doesn't come back too often, like back to the Sam Raimi thing, hasn't done something in ten years, so to to come back to it usually lets me know that they're passionate about it, and so it has me excited.
1: Exactly, I'm I'm right with you with that. So I'm I, again I'm interested to see what the final product is going to look like, but I have no doubt it's going to be something great.
0: Yeah, there you go. Well, that's it for the news that we have this week. I, 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 right at, by the time we get our plugs, it probably be right around 30-minute episodes, so you guys can look out. It'll probably be a little shorter going forward. This was just the first one, so I really wanted to pack it in with a lot of news so you guys kind of know what's coming in. Uh, going forward, probably have like maybe two or three topics, but there's a lot of stuff to get to on this initial one. Uh, anything left that you want to say, JB? If not, give me your social media.
1: Well, um, you want to go ahead and tell them about what's coming up for this week of – Um, film frequency
0: yes so this is so a week after this episode drops we will be reviewing it it chapter one and two so we'll be doing those together kind of talking about just that movie we both we both i I have a passion for i I love the first one so did i like the second one i'm not gonna give any spoilers you have to wait and listen and see but that's what we what'll be coming up as far as the next full review and then after that I don't know if we'll be able to see the Irishman by then. So that may be what comes after that, but we'll make that announcement at that time. Uh, But in between that, that, those episodes, we'll be getting another news episode as well. And Joker. Joker is actually the next one. So you'll be getting a, um, a special episode, uh, probably about a day or two after you listen to this. It'll be a, uh episode that i recorded for joker um and then jb wasn't actually there to do the full recording but he did he will have input how he pops in i'll let you guys see uh we also have a written review on joker coming uh, from jb so what we're going to be doing going forward is so you guys can kind of know Just all the content we're trying to deliver for you guys. So uh, we'll be each week, me and JB will be doing short written reviews on our Twitter, probably posted to the Facebook page, too, of just something that we saw during that week. So just our thoughts on it. Quick hits, um, as well as on the YouTube channel will be. I'll be recording time. I go to the I usually go every Friday. I'll be recording something as I leave. Just letting you know my thoughts before we get into the full review. If me and JB are going to review it here. And we're also creating a Facebook page, which will be the place for all film conversation. Once we get that if the if we get it up by the time this comes up uh the link will be in the description and so what we want that facebook page to be is a place to just talk about movies and film anything that absolutely, to
1: that? absolutely no i'm just gonna go ahead and plug my stuff right now i'm yeah. um, so on twitter i'm at the p1jb that's at t-h-e-p-1 jb i'm gonna uh, send over to uh Hayes in a second so he can um, plug our the show uh twitter and um also guys please go ahead and you know send us tweets send us messages let us know what you want to hear what sort of news you want to hear if you have any ideas for news what sort of movies you want us to review you know at the end of the day yes we're doing this because we enjoy it but we also do it for the listeners as well so with that being said i'll go ahead and send it over, over here Co. He's go ahead and close it out.
0: Yes, and you can follow us collectively at the Film Bros Pod, just like it's spelled, the Film Bros Pod. I know the Film Frequency was taken by some dickheads who haven't tweeted since 2016. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I don't know what we what we can do to get that, or how long it takes. But the Film Bros Pod is where you can find us well, at. Well-
1: are any of the lawyers from um, Laundromat still available? Maybe this is something
0: <laughs> like, maybe they might be able to. <laughs> there you go. Uh You guys can follow me individually at CEO Hayes at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. and JB. If you guys ain't, ain't, if you don't ha- ain't if you don't have anything left, that's it. We're gonna go and tell the people good night. I'm all done. Peace.